Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello, greetings, greetings. It is Thursday, December 8, 2022. Can't believe we're, we're a third in our uh, fourth of the way, I suppose, into December. It's going to be an amazing month of an amazing year, and we're expecting bigger and better and more amazing things in 2023. So, by the way, thank you so much for those of you who have been donating. You'll hear a little more emphasis this month uh, on that, as this is the year of most ministries uh, get the major part, a major part, not the major part necessarily, but a major part of their year and uh, giving that keeps the ministries going. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, this is the um, information right there below, ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Some of you can do that while we're on the air. We thank you for supporting this ministry very, very much. So, um, all right, uh, we're going to be right back in just a minute. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of this ministry. I'm going to make an announcement. We have a prayer need. We don't put a lot of these on because we would be putting them on as favors uh, every day, and that we're not—that's not what we're doing. But when something is come, it comes close to home. People that are are people we know or uh, partnership with. There's one. Many of you have seen Andrea Hobart, who is a flight attendant. Um, for the air, I won't name the airline, but she's been on here and on Elijah Fire multiple times. Well, she's in partnership with a co-founder with a group called Sierra Cares. It's a ministry to traffic children in Sierra Leone. That, that's the name Sierra Cares. Well, her co-founder's husband, and go ahead and pull that up, uh, owns this fertilizer plant that blew up today. As you know, fertilizer plants are very flammable. That's how terrorists make their bombs through fertilizer. They're highly explosive, and something went wrong. This is um, this is, happened, I think, about three hours ago in Marengo, Iowa. I hope I'm saying that right. Marengo, Iowa, uh, and her, like I said, her co-founder's husband owns this. And as of a short time ago, there were still people inside that they were not getting out. So I told her we would uh, call for prayer right now. And so join me with join with me. Let me just pray for that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take power over all the power of the enemy in this situation in Marengo, Iowa. And, Lord, we send a thousand hosts to that plant, a thousand of your most powerful fighting hosts to fight on behalf of these people that are in there. Let everyone who has survived get out, get out, get out freely. And, Lord, let them get everyone out. And if anyone has perished, Lord, let them get, get those out as well. And, Lord, we pray for this family who owns this company. It's obviously a horrible accident. We just pray that you would restore, restore, restore in their lives and the lives of those who, who were in this explosion. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much for that. All right, we're going to um, run, you know, you know, everyone knows that ye- yesterday was December 7, Pearl Harbor Day, um, which, was the, which was the day that uh, Pearl Harbor was attacked which brought us into World War II. So we have a video related to that with American Warriors that my brother and I produced. So I'm going to play that um, trailer for you. And here's what it says. Yesterday, December 7, 2022, was the 81st anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Very few Pearl Harbor survivors are left, but 101-year-old Dick Higgins is one of them. Here's a bit of that story. Good morning, everybody. This is Warren Schultz from American Warriors Channel. I'm here with a special friend today, veteran Dick Higgins. He was in the Navy in World War II 
And I'm going to ask him about the story we did about a year and a half ago, and we're going to share it again with you today. So, Dick, um, what happened this morning? Well, we were at a, they, they had a little group meeting out there, and uh, well, I think it was to commemorate the December the 7th, 1941. I want to thank you all for coming this morning to uh, honor World War II veterans. Dick is our only Pearl Harbor survivor. He's 101 years old. Dick was at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese attacked, and he was a radio operator on an amphibious airplane. Well, congratulations for lasting all these years, for surviving 81 more years and being 101 years old. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even get a Band-Aid. <laughs> I, I was lucked out, I really lucked out. Well, it's been about a year and a half since we originally did Dick's story, and I'm anxious to reshare that with you today, so be sure and watch. So that is premiering right now on YouTube and on Rumble. Here are the sites. You, on Rumble, you put American Warriors 22. On YouTube, the same thing, American Warriors 22, and out will come those programs. Um, we've done a, a lot of them now. I don't know. It's I don't know the number, but 40, 50, that might be too high, 20, 30. But, you know, they're, they're adding up quickly, and I'm losing track of it. But anyway, see, watch those American Warrior uh, programs because we're honoring veterans from all of the wars. I think the uh, World War II in Korea or the older ones, and then Vietnam, and then you've got the Gulf Wars and things like that. So there, I don't know if we have anything from Afghanistan yet, but uh, all right. Well, it's time to bring in Donna Rigney. We It's been a long time since I've been on with Donna, so I'm really looking forward to this. Let's bring in Donna. Hi. How are you doing, Donna? You're looking well today. Oh, we're doing doing real well. Real thank God. <laughs> yeah, well, so good to see you. You're in uh, which part of Florida are you? Uh, Palm Coast. Palm, Palm Coast, Coast, Florida. So it's uh, just below Daytona Beach. Okay. In St. Augustine. And the people that our viewers would know, the ministries that like Kat Curzon, Jacksonville, Florida, you're in that where you just said uh, Yvonne Atia is in Miami Beach. Yeah. Um, who else? Anyone else that you can think of that we would know? Um, not, not offhand. Those are the, there was at least three that, that are related to and that, that may be the main state where more from that one state than others, but uh, anyway, we're we're very very pleased to have you here. We've got I've got a lot of pages here. You said something about having a word for us, so I'm kind of anxious to hear that. So yes. You want to do that? Yes, I'd love to. Oh, love awesome. To. Awesome. Um, I'm just going to open with a, just a quick prayer, yes, okay? Um, Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word with your children, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your glory. Let your glory fill every single one of us everyone that's working behind the scenes yeah. everyone on the set and everyone watching in the name yeah. of jesus amen amen uh, i'm going to preface this word uh back in 2019 the summer of 2019 uh, i had a, an impacting vision and word from god it was the father and he showed me the world and he had his hand resting on the world his hand was big and it just rested on the top of the world. When he said to me, when my hand rests on the world, everything's in its place. He said, but when my hand lifts off and his hand just lifted off like that. He said, when my hand lifts off, chaos rules. Wow. So I knew when he said that, that was all he said. I knew that 
he was letting me know the chaos was coming to the world. And that was before COVID. That was okay. Before, that was before. That was in 2019. That was before anything happened. And then in uh, the fall of 2019, he said to me, he said, daughter, a great war is coming to your land. One like you have never seen before. And when he said it, I'm, I'm like, well, I couldn't imagine it because the Civil War was so terrible insofar as so many lives were lost and all the other wars that we have fought. But he said it was coming to our land. And he said, one like you've never seen before. And, and so then he said to me, mobilize the troops, daughter. Mobilize the troops. He said it twice. Mobilize the troops. And that was his strategy to win this war was mobilize the troops. And so that's why I wanted to preface that with this word that I got today, because I thought of that as the Lord was speaking to me about your ministry and what you're doing. I remember how he spoke to me about that, okay? So number one, what I'm feeling is that your ministry, like God's hand is lifted off. Why? Because God felt like lifting his hand off? No, because the world is saying, we don't need you. Mm. We don't want you. We don't want you in our sports. We don't want you in our government. We don't want you in our schools. huh? And so we, God hasn't left us. We've left God. Mm. And God's using your ministry to draw many people back to him so that his hand rests back on the wow. world. Wow, man. That's one thing. Then the second one was mobilize the troops. God is using you to mobilize the troops. You'll see this in this word, okay? What you're doing... It's more than you realize you are fighting a battle. You are, you are in a war, Steve, mm-hmm. for the soul of the nation. And it's not like a war like we've ever fought before. It's much more an information war, a war against evil, good and evil. It's a, a war of, of the word getting out, the truth getting out. You know, we have the woke culture trying to silence us. And God's got you on the forefront. And what you're doing is far more important than you realize. I'm going to read what he said to me. Awesome. Wow, thank you. Oh, you know, I just got <laughs> strong. <laughs> he said, Elijah Streams is part of my battle plan to save your nation and this world. So Elijah Streams is part of God's battle plan. Because he told me a war was coming. We're in it now. We're in that war. Oh, we've been fighting this war now for a couple of years. So Elijah Streams is part of my battle plan to save your nation and this world. As each prophet and patriot rises up and declares my words, angels are released to perform them. So in each show, as a patriot comes on, a prophet comes on, and they're declaring the word of God, whether the patriot is saying, thus saith the Lord, or just bringing truth, it's the word of God because it's yeah. truth. Yeah. Right? And God's saying, as they declare the truth, as and as the prophets prophesy, oh, my angels are released to perform it because it's my word. All right. He said, faith is imparted to those who hear my words. And as my children believe, I act. So what's happening is, is the prophets and patriots are declaring the word of God. And as they're declaring the word of God, angels are released to perform it. And at the same time that the word is going forth, the people that are listening it's imparting faith in them. And faith comes how? By hearing, hearing by the word of God. So as faith increases in the listeners, hundreds of thousands, so many, as faith increases, 
God says, I act. He, he, perfor he performs the words of his, of his prophets and his faith is the only thing. Unbelief is the only thing that limits God. Faith moves the hand of God. Yeah. Oh man. Faith so is true. the currency of heaven. Mm. Okay. So and so he's saying, Steve, I'm using you in your ministry in this battle to release angels as every show angels are being released and faith is being imparted to my children, which is giving God more uh, ability to act because he, he can't act unless there's faith. He, it says in scripture that Jesus couldn't do any miracles in his own hometown. The son of God couldn't do miracles there because of the people's unbelief. Mm. And so God's using you to inspire faith in people. Okay. So good. Yeah. Wow. He said, a great battle is fought in one as each show ears. Wow, Donna. That's huge. I know. I know. Victory is at hand. I have never lost a battle, and I am fighting this battle with and through my victorious bride. Oh, uh. okay. He said, many of our children have returned to us and no longer followed the enemy or their flesh as a result of the show. Wow. All this is a result of the show. Wow. Okay. Wow. Like you're seeing this with the wells. Yeah. Okay. That's happening with the wells, but it's also happening with your show that many, many, many that were far from God are coming. I see them because they come to our service on Friday nights from all over the United States. Oh, we even had someone come from Denmark. Really? And, yes. Two weeks ago. <laughs> And it, it, and they're coming from Elijah's streams. And people, and they, this gentleman from Denmark told me, he said, you know, I, I wasn't that close to God. He said, but when COVID hit, I started listening to the prophets. And he got inspired and he got filled with faith. And he said, I began praying for the sick and they got healed. I began casting wow. out. Yes. So that's amazing. <laughs> you need to know this. Yeah. <laughs> God oh wants God. to encourage you. Yeah, I okay. feel it. I feel yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm going to repeat that again. He said many, and he really emphasized many, many of our children have returned to us and no longer follow the enemy or their flesh. These two have joined the battle. Light from heaven lights their path where they once walked in darkness. Many more will be joining the ranks of my end time army as my words are spoken and truth is revealed, exposing the lies and the tricks of the enemies. So it's, you're exposing the truth. Okay. When you're revealing the truth, it exposes the lies. Okay. And it, people walk in darkness when they're being deceived and the light comes and just lights the path for them that shows this is the way walk in it. That's good. He said, people are shunning the darkness and running to the light. This is happening as a result of your show, of your wow. ministry, and all the people behind the scenes that are working, and all the people interceding. There's a lot involved in this, and all the givers, too. Everyone that sows into your ministry is sowing into this word that God is speaking. So true. So true. He said, and then he said this. This is for you, Steve, and everybody else that's <laughs> involved. Do not think your efforts are in vain. Do not think your efforts are in vain. Much more is being accomplished than you are aware of. Wow. Just, 
like a mighty army rose from a valley filled with disconnected, dead, dry bones. A mighty army is rising from the words of my prophets and patriots and the power of my Holy Spirit working together. Wow. Well, Donna, very, very powerful. Very encouraging. You're, you know, and that, that's that one line that you said, which you said, you said something like you have no idea how far reaching or how many people. And I have to say, I have to agree with that a thousand percent because we would, I used to tell people when it was just the Elijah list, which was very big back in the day. I said, I, it's probably good that I'm not in touch because I think I'd have to jump off a bridge if I thought about all the responsibility talking about it. But I mean, I, I'm just saying that lightheartedly, not really, but I'm just saying there's so much that then we hear about this and we hear about that and people's coming back to the Lord and maybe we'll hear about it much later. And, you know, we've talked about that there's eight church, eight church plants that we know about in Uganda. We didn't even start off to do that. We didn't do the church plants. We just dug freshwater wells. People came to the dedication, got saved, eight church plants. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at the Lord and saying, only God, <laughs> only God could do that. Cause we weren't even going for that. We just wanted to do some right things by, you know, that I consider the wells as kingdom activity. Of course, God told me in 18, 1987, in the middle of the night, I woke up and he told me I was going to be digging wells. It took me 30 years to get around to it because <laughs> I didn't have the option. And then two years ago-ish, right in there, we started. And now we'll be 77 wells at the end of this month. And uh, we'll probably... Right now, we're, it's at least we're going to go to at least 108 more wells next year, but if the Lord wills and, and larger donations come in, we may we may get to 200 wells uh, next year instead of 77 this year. And uh, every single one of those wells becomes a say, you know place where people get saved, or because of that they get saved. And uh, people may not know this, but when we did when we when we named Elijah Streams, that was just the name of the show. We didn't know that that would be a perfect name when we dig the wells. And so now it says on the plaque. Elijah's streams. Oh, they're they're into giving people water. That that must be what they're why they exist. So you just God just did that. He kind of like snuck up on us and said, See "Hey, Steve, happens. yeah, why See don't you call happens. it Elijah's streams?" Yeah. See what happens when you partner with God. Yeah, that's because you're partnering with God. Yeah, so yeah. good, so encouraging. Over yeah, yeah, and above what you could think or imagine. Mm. So that's I'm going to share from okay. um, Ezekiel 37. Okay. The Valley of the Dry Bones, because it's like he led me to read it after he gave me the word. Okay. And as I was reading it, it gave me more understanding and revelation of what you're doing. Okay. okay? Yeah. Right, so I'm reading it from that standpoint. Okay. All right. As applying it to now, to your life. Okay. okay. Wow. Your ministry. It says, uh, start in verse one, the power of the Lord was upon me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley full of old dry bones that were scattered everywhere across the ground. And that's you, Steve, carried away by the Holy Spirit, overlooking the world, the oh. army of God. Oh, ha, dead dry bones. He led me around among them and he said to me, son of dust, can these bones become people again? I replied, Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Then he told me to speak to the bones and say, Oh, dry bones, listen to the words of God. For the Lord God says, See, I am going to make you live and breathe again. I will replace the flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you shall live and know I am the Lord. And the part that really impacted me was when he said, then he told me to speak to the bones. Steve, he's telling you, speak. You're speaking through the prophets, through the patriots, through the platform God's given you. And you're speaking to the dead, dry bones of all the people all over the world. This isn't just in the United States. And you're bringing them back to life with the word of God. Wow. Okay. So I spoke these words from God. God said to you, Steve, stop this ministry. Stop with Elijah List, then go to Elijah Streams and dig wells. He's led you step by step by step. So you did it. You're doing it. <laughs> and you know, when, when uh, Ezekiel is led to this valley full of dry bones, what's he thinking? Okay, I'll speak to the bones. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said so i spoke these words from god just as he told me to and you've been doing just what god told you to oh dry bones oh, oh wait a minute and suddenly there was a rattling noise from all across the valley and the bones of each body came together and attached to each other as they used to be and god's saying through this that you did it and suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, look what's happened. <laughs> you just get to saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I then as I watched, the muscles and flesh formed over the bones and skin covered them, but the bodies had no breath. Then he called, told me to call to the wind and say, the Lord God says, now he, here again, what is he doing? He's speaking. He's just speaking. Okay. You're not out there digging the wells. Right. You're just speaking. Okay. Sure. So he said, okay, now speak. <laughs> speak, to the, speak to the wind and say, the Lord God says, come from the four winds, O spirit, and breathe upon these slain bodies that they may live again. So I spoke to the winds as he commanded me, and the bodies began breathing. They lived and stood up a very great army. What is God using you to do? Raise up an army. Wow. This show is a battle plan from God. Every single show, a battle goes on. This is the army of God. Oh, ha! Rising of doing it his way, with love, with peace, with the word of God, huh? The double-edged sword. And not limiting God, not saying, well, I'm only having prophets on, or I'm only having patriots on. Not limiting God. God, whatever you want, I'll do it your way. <laughs> and whoa! That's yeah, true. <laughs> <He's doing. laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got to say that part you just said, whoa, is I can't even imagine how many times that you can't imagine how many times I've said that because God keeps breathing. The way I put it, I see he's breathing on it. And I'm going, where did those viewers come from out of nowhere? You know, it's just amazing. I know. That's the favor of God. Yeah. You have the favor of God. You're walking in obedience to God. You're called by him to do this work and he's pleased with you. And you have the favor of God. You, there's nothing you lack. Mm. There's nothing you will lack. And you will be successful. Oh, because of God before you, who or what can be against you? Yeah, so true. <laughs> then it said, then he told me, 
what the vision meant. These bones, he said, represent all the people of Israel. They say, we have become a heap of dried out bones. All hope is gone. Hmm? Isn't this the condition that the world was in as you started? Mm -hmm. Oh, case? yeah. Oh, yeah. But tell them, the Lord God says, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again and return to the land of Israel. Restoration's coming. Restoration's coming. Why? Because the word of God is going forth and God is able to fulfill the words of the prophets. Faith is in his people. Oh, ah. and the Holy Spirit's moving. <laughs> And then at last, oh, my people, you will know I am the Lord. What is, what's happening? People are getting faith in God. You've seen it with the wells, but I'm telling you, I'm seeing it. Wherever I go, people are coming up to me and telling me, or I get messages and emails, how they're serving God now as a result of Elijah's. That's amazing to me. That's amazing. I'm telling you, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have made appointments from all over the United States and come and gotten deliverance. Through our deliverance ministry that was started because of Elijah's prayers. Wow. Wow. And they they come in one way and they leave free and on fire for yeah, God's and lives. Donna, that amazes me because we're we we try to really put the spirit in this show, the Holy Spirit. I mean, and we try to really obey and I try to, but then the stuff that you're describing, people coming from all over the world, literally in the United States and and, and getting deliverance. We had no idea that was going on. You did mention it one other time before, and I thought, and then I was amazed at the time that I kind of forgot. But when you when you stated again, I go, we didn't set out to do that. We didn't. That wasn't our plan, you know. But it was God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> he. That's why I call him Jehovah Sneaky. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he doesn't show us the whole picture because we'd be like, ah. I yeah. Yeah, it's a holy ambush, you know. It's like an ambush from heaven. It's like, you know, it's like Graham Cook. I can hear. We go. So the Lord's saying, "Hey, Gabe, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do." You know, and then He just blows on it, and you know, I can see that in my life. I can see it in your life. Even that, all that deliverance ministry. You didn't know that was coming. No, no. I, I mean, no maybe hope. you did. Maybe you no, did. But, no, but I didn't. That's amazing. I did deliverance for many years, but not to what's going on now. What God had me do was raise up an army of deliverance ministers. So I would bring people to deliverance. And at the same time, I would train two people. So like I would do five deliverances a day. And little by little by little by little, now there's a whole army of deliverance ministers doing deliverance at the church three days a week. Fridays before the service, people travel from all over the United States to come to the service. They can come in and get deliverance appointments. So there are five teams of deliverance ministers delivering people in separate rooms, all private. Everything's private. Everything's confidential. And these people get delivered, then come to the service. And a lot of times people stand up and give testimonies how they got healed at the end of deliverance. Because wow. they pray for, them for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they pray for them for healing and people get healed. So they get delivered and they get healed. And then they go home <laughs> full of the glory. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Elijah Streams. <laughs> yeah, well, we love you, Donna. That's amazing what you're describing. That's what God's doing. But yeah. you know what? He's doing big things with little people. Isn't that the truth? You know, I know we, are, we look around and we see across the United States, probably the world, that church in the way it's traditionally been is less and less people are attending. 
And yet there are things which I'm not for or against. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm against less people attending, but there's a, there's a cry for something different or something more. And I think, I think God is, uh, as I can see it, because he's ambushed us with the more. He's ambushed you with more. And, and he's looking for willing vessels, I guess you could say it that way. And um, I told on this broadcast before, uh, probably almost a year ago now, I said, I was driving my car and I was listening to a minister talk about we need to give yes to God. And I, I think I stopped. I did it at a stoplight or something. I said, God, whatever you tell me I'm supposed to do in the future, my answer right now, I'm telling you, is yes. And man, I, you can't, God, it's like God took the, the spiritual gloves off, if you will, and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to take you at your word and look at what's happened, you know. You know, not everything that looks good is a yes. Don't make, I don't want you to misunderstand that because people can run up and give you things. But when, when I can tell it's God, and then I say, well, I already told them. This is the honest truth. I'll say, I already told God it's a yes. And I don't want to do that thing. But if you're telling me I have to do it, I already said it was a yes. So, okay, I'll do that. And man, the obedience, you know, you know. What it is, is you're, by your obedience and your yes, you took all the limitations off God. Easy. God is not limited in what he can do and what he will do and what he is doing through you. And that isn't just you, Steve. That's yeah. anybody that says, yes, God, yeah. I surrender my life to you. Yeah, I mean, I can tell there's people right now. I can tell there's people right now going, yes. Okay, what Steve said, yes, Lord. I can tell there's people doing that right now. And God's going, I'll take that, yes. I'll, you know. Yeah. But there are surprises ahead for that, for that, yes. And they're good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good, good surprises. Surprise. Yeah. Because he only has good plan for us. Good. And then let me just finish this scripture. Okay. Oh, and then he said, and then at last, oh, my people, you will know I am the Lord. I will put my spirit into you and you shall live and return home again to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have done just what I promised you. And the thing that really... Uh, really impacted me as I was reading this is how God has led you with Elijah's streams to have the prophets and then now have the patriots. And I, I see it as a merging mm -hmm. of the glory, the spirit and the word. Okay. Good. So the patriots are bringing words of truth, opening the eyes of the people to see what's going on, clearing out our understanding, the word, and here's the glory. Here's the valley of the dry bones. Ezekiel speaks the word. They, the bones will come together, but they're not alive. Then the spirit of God, he speaks the spirit of God, and the spirit of God raises them up. And this is what God's doing with you. It's the spirit and the word. So don't ever doubt that you're doing, oh, oh, am I doing the right thing? Absolutely. You've got the word going forth that everyone needs to hear the truth in this hour. Mm -hmm. There's so many that have been deceived, that getting the blinders taken off their eyes, they're hearing the truth. Patriots are coming in, bringing the truth. Prophets coming in. Oh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the glory of God. Got the glory of God on this. And that's where this mighty army rises up, full of life and power, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's good. So good, Donna. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if we ended the show today, that so many people got a good word right there, you know, all that you've said, you know, and 
And uh, can I say this too, that uh, I, I'm a strong believer in this principle. A lot of that word was for me, but anyone watching it that said, wow, I bear witness to that. You can grab that word for yourself. I mean, that's the way it works. You know, you, you, you have a DNA infusion type, a spiritual DNA will suddenly, oh, you like that? Well, go ahead and grab hold of it. And then and it just enters into you and the, and the calling. Yeah. Anyway, I could talk for a long time about that. I won't get off the subject, it's, it's but yeah, grab it. Surrendered. So you've given us an example, all right, of a person who surrendered completely to God, said, God, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Yes. Even if it seems impossible, yeah, I'll trust you. And so God, if we do that, God's going to do the same with us. Mm-hmm. He, he's just choosing ordinary people that came to church for years, sat in the back of church, they had nothing to do. Now at our church, they're doing deliverance ministry. Miracles are happening. They're praying for people. People are getting healed. They're so excited because God's using them. And this is what God's doing in this hour. He's raising up an army. Of Steve's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. To go and do wonderful, wonderful feats as he leads them step by step by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And those those assignments you would give, many of those, if not all of them, would look a thousand percent different than anything you're seeing with us. It would be your own version of a yes. And your yes might send you to Tokyo and someone else's yes might send you to the homeless down the street and someone else's yes might say, join the army. I've got a ministry in the army. You know, it's the yes can be whatever God says you, he wants you to do and you, that you grab hold of and you realize this is God. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can tell it's God. So I told him it was going to be yes. So here we go. Yeah. And you always seek for the mouth of two or three witnesses, witnesses to make sure you are, you're having it confirmed, but yeah. It's wonderful serving God. Yeah. We can it trust is. him. You know, we look at you and say, wow, look what God has done. Look what God has done. Amazing. We give him all the oh. glory. I'm yeah. gonna share, I'm gonna share um a couple of testimonies. Um, oh, good. And they and they go right into a word that God good. gave me from Donald Trump. Like I gave you this word um from Ezekiel 37, yeah. the valley of the dry bones. Well, the Lord gave me a word for Donald Trump, too. Oh, wow. Okay. But I'm going to preface this with a couple of things that happened. Um, a couple of weeks ago at church, I'd been suffering very badly with a, a very bad pain in my feet, so much so that I thought my, they were broken. The bones were broken. It was terrible, terrible time walking. And so nobody knew this, though. I kept it quiet. <laughs> Go to church and minister, but, you know, you, you feel like your feet are broken. So mm-hmm. one night, a, a group of... Um, pastors and prophets just got up while we were praying for the nation and whatnot and came and gathered around me. Now they didn't know what was going on with me and they just started prophesying over me. And this little boy, about seven years old, first time he was at the church, only time he was at the church was his mother. And I don't know what state they had come from. He came up and while all these prophets are prophesying, this little boy starts, looks at me and he says, pain, you go away now. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Out of the mouth of children. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, my goodness. And the pain left. Really? God healed me. By the way, I got to ask you a question. You may or may not know the answer to this. Was that a miniature deliverance you got? Or what, what was that, that pain? Or does it not even matter? It was a healing. Okay. It was a healing. 
In other words, it doesn't matter that you know what it was, only that right. it's gone now. Right. Whatever was causing the pain went and I'm healed. Yeah. So, I couldn't uh, wear shoes. I had to wear sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to dress nice and sneakers don't go with my outfits. <laughs> so I wasn't thrilled about that. And, and what the thing that impressed me was all these adults, some were pastors, some were former pastors, prophets. And here God uses this little boy, seven years old to do this. And so then the wow. Lord, I was praying, uh, you know, days later and the Lord told me, he said, I want you to ask me for a scripture for Donald Trump. And I said, okay. And so uh, as I, so I opened my Bible, I just said, Lord, please show me. I just opened it up. And this is the scripture that he gave me it was from Isaiah 53. Oh, now I'm just want to explain this because this scripture is so powerful and it's the story it's uh isaiah's prophetic word about the suffering servant about jesus and what he was going to suffer when he came when the messiah came and it de describes that so as i'm reading this i know that this is the logos which is the written word of god that's right. the logos and god was breathing on it by the power of the holy spirit and causing it to become rhema to me where he was using that word to jump to my heart and speak a truth to me like we just did with you with Ezekiel mm -hmm. how back then the logos was the valley of the dry bones now he's saying I'm using you to raise up an army okay with the spirit and the word so this is the same principle with this scripture I was I was just it just took my breath away yeah. when I read this because it was so point on that I knew he was talking about Donald Trump and it, it says I only I only um, I'm going to read the sentences that impacted me that dealt with Donald Trump. And in verse seven, it says, he was oppressed and harshly mistreated. That's what my eyes fell on first. Like, was Donald Trump oppressed and harshly mm -hmm. mistreated? Oh, yeah. And was Jesus, this is talking about Jesus, but it's talking about Donald Trump, rhema word now. By coercion and with a perversion of justice, he was taken away. And who could have imagined his future? Now we know that happened with Jesus. He was unjustly imprisoned. He was in, unjustly arrested. And we're seeing with Trump that they're doing the same thing. Uh, our, our son, John, he ministers alongside us now. And he comes and ministers at the church and he's a prophet. And he had a vision maybe about two, two and a half months ago. And he saw Donald Trump with um, handcuffs on. And the, and the Lord had spoken to me weeks before and said, pray that they don't arrest him. Pray okay. against that. So I know that that's their plan. That's the enemy's plan is to do that. If they succeed in arresting him, we'll hear the rest of the story as I read the rest of it. God will turn it around for good. God will use it for good. All right. But I'm still, we're still praying that it doesn't happen. That's but good. When I read good that, to know. Oh my goodness. Good. This, I will read that sentence again. Okay. okay. By coercion and with a perversion of justice, he was taken away. And who could have imagined his future? Then verse 10, even though it pleased Yahweh to crush him with grief, he will be restored to favor. And through him, Yahweh's deepest desires will be fully accomplished. So yes, did Jesus suffer? Absolutely. 
unjustly? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Has Donald Trump suffered? Yes. With injustice, has he suffered? Absolutely. He has not to the degree of not even comparing it with Jesus, but he has suffered. Mm-hmm. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com give and become a partner today. And he's been treated with gross injustice. But what's God saying? He's going he's gonna to be restored. God's favorite, he's going to be restored to favor. And through him, God's deepest desires will be fully accomplished. He will accomplish God's will. God has an assignment for him, just like you have an assignment. I have an assignment. Everyone watching has an assignment. And God is saying through this scripture, Donald Trump will accomplish his purpose. Just as my son, Jesus, he suffered, but he accomplished my purpose, which was to save the world from its sins. All right. It was Jesus's purpose. What's Donald Trump's purpose? To restore the United States back to God, to restore us to greatness, to our destiny, our purpose. What's the purpose of the United States? To bless the world. God wants to bless the world through the United States. Then verse 11, after the great anguish of his soul, he will see light and be fully satisfied. Verse 12, so I, Yahweh, will assign him a portion among a great multitude and he will triumph. That's good. So good. That's a good word. So just so people know, it's Isaiah 53. I started in verse 7 down to 12. And don't be discouraged. I think about the disciples. Here is their Messiah, Jesus. They believed in him. They trusted him. They followed him for three years. They watched him do incredible miracles, raise the dead. They saw him do so many things. And then they watched him get crucified and die right before their eyes. Mm. They were so discouraged. They all ran off because he was gone. Mm. And all their hope was dashed. And I feel like that's the hour we're in now. It's like they're, they, they've intensified the attack so greatly against this man. Who is, it isn't that Donald Trump is our savior or anything special, but he has an assignment from God to mm-hmm. do work, to get this nation turned around. And to destroy the deep state and all the horrible things that have been going on and the human trafficking, the the children being trafficked, Mm -hmm, all the mm -hmm. awful things that are happening. God's given that man an assignment. And if you look around, you say, who else could God have picked to do this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and the thing about it is too, some of the very people, you know, in Christ was, of course, he came to save the world, but some of the very people, that he was trying to save were the ones that put him to death. You know, that well, I was Jew and Gentile alike. They both participated in, and his friends, most of his friends abandoned him and his own disciples, with the exception of John turned and ran. And I think even John ran at first, I guess, and then came back. But um, the same thing is going on in this betrayal thing. The very people, President Trump is trying to help. Uh, even of starting with his own party, the Republicans, a whole huge swath of them are turning their back on him and saying, we don't want that anymore, which is a, it's a huge, huge betrayal and an abandonment. And yet, is he giving up the fight because his friends abandoned him? No, he's keeping up the fight because he doesn't want, he, you know, he's got a spirit for the Lord not to, not to lose this battle. 
but we 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 should not kid ourselves as brilliant as he is and as genius in my view that he is he's a man that can become discouraged when when his friends are abandoning him so that's why it's so good to hear this word and and what you know when you read the account of uh, just before Jesus's uh, crucifixion, before the Garden of Gethsemane and the, the Last Supper, he kept saying over and over again, but one of you is going to betray me. Mm. Jesus would repeat that over and over all throughout the dinner. So what was the thing that was really on his heart was Judas's betrayal. Here's mm. one that was close to him, one of his buddies, and he was selling him out. And that hurts worse than anything when someone you trusted and is close to you betrays you. And this is the same thing that's happening with Donald Trump. And we see it happen over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. We're we're actually surprised when we hear of somebody else that betrayed him. And now even more after the midterms. Just been one thing after another. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, just share one other thing too um, that, uh, happened. This just happened this week. Um, my husband uh, was diagnosed. Uh, he had a melanoma and um, mm. it spread and he got uh, stage. He was diagnosed just a few months ago with stage four um, cancer that spread to his lungs and his liver. So we started treatment a couple of hours away in Orlando. And be- prior to this happening, I'm telling this for a reason because I'm going to apply this because God speaks to scripture he speaks to events like the little boy. He God used the little boy to heal me and how he used Trump. He can use people like a little boy or he can use Donald Trump. He can use whoever he wants, you, me, whoever, to do the things he wants to do through. Well, I've got a reason for explaining this. So prior to him getting this diagnosis a few months before, there was a prophet, Miles Kilby, that came to our church, young man, powerful prophet. He's been on Sid Roth. And he looked at Jack and he said, God is extending your life. That's, and he just went on to prophesy like that. And then months later, Jack gets this diagnosis. And that was the same week Miles was coming back to minister at our church. And he was prophesying over the people. He goes and prophesies over each one. And as he was prophesying over Jack, he said, Jack, I keep hearing the same thing. God is saying he's extending your life. Now, Miles did not know that just a couple of days before he was given the stage four cancer diagnosis. So we just, I've been, honestly, Steve, I should be upset. I should have been like a mess. I'm completely at peace. I know God said, I'm extending your life. God doesn't lie. And so there's just peace has been on me going through this thing back and forth, getting treatments. So we went this week for treatment. And he has this blood test taken. And the blood test shows how many tumor cells or cancer cells are in the blood. Mm. And when he went in September for the first test, it was 352 was the number, 352 in the blood test of how many cancer cells. Now we, we went this week and they got the blood test back, the results from November, the end of November. It was 1.4. Wow. That's huge, From 352 Donna. to one. That's amazing. On the girl was like, "What?" <laughs> read the results to us. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So God. So I was with God, thanking God and everything. And He said, "I want you to tell my people 
that the same way you had faith and you had trust, because I already spoke to you through the prophet and told you that I was going to extend your husband's life, I told him I'm extending his life. And you had, I just was at peace <laughs> going through this. I'm like, he's going to be okay. I know it. That's good. I've spoken through the prophets and I've told you what's coming. You know the end. You know you're going to be victorious. Keep your eyes fixed on the prize that I have set before you. I've said victory is coming. I'm overturning evil. I'm bringing justice. I'm going to expose all the wickedness. <laughs> I'm going to cause the person that I call to be president to sit in that office. I'm going to remove the ungodly rulers. So God's spoken that through one prophet after another, after another, after another. He said, I've given you that word. Be at peace. Be at peace because you know the end. You know what's going to happen. So look at the disciples. All right. If they had listened to Jesus, Jesus told them he was going to be raised three days after. They hadn't, they didn't get it. Yeah. That's the, 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 the picture of our lives too. I told you it was going to happen. And I told you when, and you know, I even put the time factor on it in that case. Uh, and it still didn't. They they thought they couldn't even wait for three days to see if it went true. They just let it went right over their head, man. Right, right. So so that's um where we're at now that I felt the Lord said he wanted me to share this to give people an understanding of when you get a prophetic word, when you hear prophecies through Elijah's dreams or through some of the other people that you're listening to. Hang on to those words. That's good. Hang on to them. For yourself. Claim, claim yes. them for yourself. Say, I'll yes. take that one. That's yes. mine. And I, and then don't don't get off of it. Just say, if it's good for him or if it's good for Donna or if it's good for President Trump, I want that same word. Yes. Yes. And God, you don't lie. Yeah. You don't lie, God. If you said it, you're going to do it. Good. I believe it. And this, he reminds me of this too. It's so important that we have faith in this hour. Mm. God needs a people of faith. That's why it's so important what you're doing because you're building faith by releasing the word of God. Uh, back when Donald Trump was ran the first time yeah. in 2016, the night of the election that, you know, the, all the results were coming on the TV and the Lord spoke to me and said, I don't want you to watch the results. I need faith. And he said, as clear as anything, I need faith. So I, I did not watch the results I, until at 11 o'clock he released me and told me then I could watch them. But be, before then, I didn't know until afterwards, there were all negative, negative things coming forth. And that would have dashed my faith. I would have been like, oh, I thought he was going to win. He's losing. Okay. But I wasn't listening to that. God said, I need faith. And what's God saying in this hour? Same thing. I need faith. I mean, that is highly instructive. If I could sound professor, like a professor, that's highly instructive because he knew, and Johnny, let's say, Enlo knew that President Trump would be elected. You didn't know, maybe you didn't even know Johnny back then, but you, none of us knew any of this stuff. We didn't know we'd be together. God knew how it was going to end, and, he, and yet he said, don't watch. I need faith right now. God still had pre- planned that enough people needed to have faith to make this thing come over the over the finish line. Isn't that interesting? He knew he was going to be president, or so it seems, 
And yet he said, I need faith. That's really instructive to me. I take that and say, wow. So no matter how sure I believe something is or is not, God wants faith exercised. Faith in him. In him. Okay. Faith in what he said and what he, what you know he wants to do. Yeah. John Wimmer used to teach um, about that. He, he would say, when God says he wants faith, he's saying, I want faith in the faithfulness of God. I have faith in the faithfulness of God. And once he said that, that was instructive to me as well. Yes. And, and that was what, when I was going through this with Jack re- just recently, is that that's what I had to have faith in. Not in Miles Kilby that gave the prophetic word. I had faith in God. Yeah. That God's faithful. He spoke through the prophet. God spoke. This is yeah. God's word and God doesn't lie. He's going to do it. Can God do it? Absolutely. However he wants to. Mm-hmm. If he wants to use treatment, if he wants to sovereignly heal him at the service, mm-hmm. however God wants to do it, I release God. You do it your way. Okay? Yeah. God's saying, I want to save the United States. Okay, God, hands off. Do it your way. <laughs> right? So good, Donna. Yeah. God is God. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, you, you, that was a word for Donald Trump, and I don't know if you have any more of that or if that's it. But I want, but I want, is there instruction for Donald Trump to have faith in the faithfulness of God right now? Is that an instruction? Um, uh, I'm, I'm just. He hasn't told me that, but I'm okay. believing that that's okay. our job. Okay. It's like when Moses was uh, the the war was raging below that he was at the top of a mountain and the war was raging below and Aaron and her each took an arm and held his arm up because when his arms were raised they were winning the battle when his arms went down they were losing and he was too weak to keep his arms up that's our job is that's to good. keep Donald Trump's arms up because he's a man and it's everything's being thrown against him We've got to pray for his faith to be strong. That's for good. Him to be encouraged. It's and you know, I got to. When you said that, this is the first time it's ever occurred to me because Aaron and her, they did live, lift his arms up. I pictured him on a high plateau. I don't know if he was, but he, his arms were up. Do you realize how hard it would be for Aaron and her to hold Moses's heavy arms up for that long? They their job was intense too. Yes. I mean, that would have been hard. They, they each borrowed one of the arms, but I was so God's not saying it's going to be easy to, to hold Donald Trump up and to, and, and believe God faith in his faithfulness. But it, you know, two or more doing it for Donald Trump is better than him standing alone. Absolutely. And there's many more than two or more. Yeah. Uh, we have just on Friday night is our mainly we pray for Donald Trump, but we pray for all the other things, the Supreme court, all the things going on. Yeah. Um, huh. We'll get about 150 people show up praying diligently for hours. Really? Yes. 150 people for praying for Donald Trump. Is that what yes. you're saying? Wow, Don, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were doing that. Yes. Good for you. That's man. our Friday night meeting. Yes. Wow. And the, the first 15, 20 minutes, we do testimonies and then we pray for two hours straight for Trump, for the, all really? the things going on in the nation. All the things like we, we will be praying for that. Supreme Court for this case. We prayed last Friday night for it. We'll pray again this Friday night. Whatever is going on currently in the news, we will be pummeling those things. 
And this is that case, by the way, Brunson versus Adams, yeah. that famous yeah. case that's going to, uh, I guess it's supposed to be up for the judges to decide to take it or not take it on January 6th, right? Six. For anyone that missed that, that's what she's talking about there. So, Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's, so there's, I'm saying there's more than two. That's yeah. just our little group. Imagine, you know, we, I hear so many different groups have prayer chains and prayer calls and whatnot and prayer meetings. So there's multitudes that God has gathered. Why? Because we really need to assist this man. Yeah. We need to assist Donald Trump. He's a man. Yeah. He's human. His wife, his children. Tough thing that they've been going through. Yeah. Just reading, you know, that he was oppressed and harshly mistreated. They have been too. And so we pray for the family. We pray against assassination attempts. We pray everything you can think of for, for him. Because this is our, this is our assignment. We're the yeah. army, huh? And we're protecting the general that God's appointed to lead the troops. And, and that's our job, just like Aaron and her and the army kind of stood around uh, Moses when Moses was uh, fighting and Joshua too. So I, I think that uh, it's difficult for us in this hour, if we don't keep our eyes fixed on what God has said, we, our faith can be diminished and we can get discouraged. And, and then our prayers, you know, they'll be not really have any faith behind them. Yeah. We need our prayers to be like rocket ships, <laughs> you know, with fueled with faith. God is able. God said it. He's going to do it. And can I add something too? Cause I've, I've struggled on and off to, cause I've been at this, about four decades when from the time God got a hold of me. So that's about 40 years, 41 years. And I began to discover on and off, and then I'd forget for a while, and then I'd refine the truth that faith is not something you wait to finally feel. Faith is a choice. Right. It's a choice to believe. And if you, you know, an example of that would be when, when Trump was losing the first election, it looked like. Uh, and uh, it was just the first one or the second one. Well, it's just, it was when he was losing the second one. That's what it was. And of course, I knew what God was going to do. When, and I'm talking about 2020, where they stole it. Yeah. And and uh, I was sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden I said, because they were, oh, well, now they're closing down this polling place. Oh, there's a flood. And I thought this is something rotten is going on. And all of a sudden, I turned to my wife and I said, God is not going to turn his back on those people who, who have prayed into this and trusted him. And he hasn't. Yeah, we're two years beyond that. God has not turned his back on that. And I, I look at moments in time like that, like in my life, Elijah's dreams hasn't really been launched in any significant way yet when that happened. Yeah. It was, we existed, but it was, there was no anointing with it. There was no growth. There was no... Nothing, a couple thousand viewers in a day, uh, and we would on once a week. There was no real anything happening. But I look at moments like that where I suddenly grabbed hold of it and I chose to believe um, as, a, as a shift in the spirit happened with me and in the favor of God. I look at moments like that like, oh, I, I didn't know it at the time. But I look back and I go, that's where favor entered. Yeah. You know, so... Um, yeah. So, but but faith is a choice. You have to choose. Like, if someone were to say, "I'm really trying to believe," that's if if you hear yourself say that, 
then you know you're not exercising the choice God gave you. God gave you a choice to believe. And if you don't choose to believe and you say, well, I'm trying to believe, that means you're saying I'm choosing not to believe because belief is a choice. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. You might Everything might be aligned against you but if you say, I'm going to trust God, I know what he said, I know how sucky it feels, I'm going to believe that, that's a choice kind of belief. And God will take that and multiply it about a thousandfold if you'll just do that. And then stick with it. Don't, don't, don't look back. Anyway, there's I'm done with my riff there. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. <laughs> I'm going to share. Um, I know we're kind of running. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I've got a ton of notes, which they'll be yeah. up, they'll them up on Elijah's list. Yeah. But um, the Lord gave me a, a powerful word about the midterms. It goes right along with what you were just saying. Okay. And so I'm going to share that uh, because uh, a lot of people were expecting more to happen in the midterms that yeah. did happen. That's good. And um, this is, I'm going to just. What number are you on? Along in my notes. This is just in number two. Oh, okay. 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 All right. And he said to me, I just need one or a few, to cry out to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one truly surrendered, or a few who are set apart for us to do our will, for me to open the heavens and pour my spirit, my great glory, out on all. So he said, I only need a couple of people, all right? I ha He had Moses and Aaron holding up, I mean, um, Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms. He said, I had one, Elijah, on Mount Carmel, and I had a few, 120 in the upper room, and my fire fell and lives were changed. So we know Elijah on Mount Carmel with all the prophets of Baal and what happened. And, and the fire fell on his sacrifice and it didn't fall on the prophets of Baal. And the prophets of Baal were all killed. Okay. And the people all fell on their faces and they said, the, the Lord, he is God. He's the true God. So things changed. One person having faith. One. Wow. Okay, one, Elijah. Then he's got the 120. After Jesus died and rose from the dead, now they're all gathered waiting for the Holy Spirit. 120 in the upper room. And he said, my fire fell and changed lives. The unbelieving believe, both places, Mount Carmel and at Pentecost, the unsanctified became holy and the prodigals returned to my open arms and became mine. In this hour, I have that one and I have those few, and my glory will be poured out on all. My glory will change this world. And wow. then he said, an election alone won't change it. But an election held in my glory will. And he told me this before the election, before the midterms, a few days before. He said, just a leader who is appointed by me won't change the world. But a leader and leaders appointed by me and serving in the glory will change the world. I am raising up world changers and champions in this hour in my glory. Okay. And that's what I have to say this to you. You're one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He said after, and then after the midterms, I remember that the father had spoken this word to me, you know, the next day I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this was not good. <laughs> um, and, and what the Lord showed me was that Florida, we had a red wave in Florida. Yeah, you did. As I was in prayer with the Lord, he began to show me. Remember what I told you about an election in the glory? 
I think that sounds mean. a little familiar. Yeah. He just said to me, he said, when an election's held in the glory, that's going to change the world. But it, just a plain election isn't going to change anything. And we have the glory here in Florida. The glory of God is so strong here, Steve. It's like last week, the week before at church, the glory was so strong. We take communion at the end of worship. The glory fell so strong that people couldn't even lift up the elements and put them in their mouth. They were under such a heavy, weighty glory. It was No one could move. So I just wow. said, take communion when you can. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the glory, it, people were on the floor weeping. It was so incredible. The glory of God is in Florida. <laughs> okay, That's so and good. So I knew God was saying, You're, this is a foretaste of what's coming. Florida is a is a foreshadowing of what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be pouring my glory out all over the world, all over your nation, not just your state. It's going to go from there all over. Okay. And when an election is held in my glory, look what happens. We had literally a red wave here in Florida. That's so good. Almost every conservative candidate got in. in. Incredible what happened here in Florida. And it isn't that things are done better here. It was because of the glory. God reminded me that he spoke this word to me prior to the election and that not to be discouraged because his glory is going to be poured out and that's what's going to bring a transformation. So now let me go to what he said to me after the midterm. And this is what he said the next morning after the midterm. He said, this is part of the plan. There is much that must be brought to light and turned around. So God was saying to me, the way this election turned out, this is part of the plan. A lot you, of you talk about the way the national election turned out. Yes, as far as not okay. Florida. Now I'm talking yeah. about okay. midterm. Yeah, all election. right. Okay. He said, this is part of the plan. There is much that must be brought to light and turned around. All that has happened cannot simply be swept under the carpet and everyone act like it never happened. And what he, and I, as he was saying this, I was seeing somebody sweeping dirt under a carpet and hiding it down. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, if it, we had this big tsunami red wave, everyone would have been like, oh, great, we won. Oh, let's move on. But God wants to deal with the dirt under the yeah, carpet. Absolutely. He wants to deal with the deep state, with the corruption, with the corrupt elections. We know the elections are corrupt. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know it. We know what's happened with human trafficking. We know what's going on at the southern border. There's so much corruption. God says, I want to deal with this stuff. I don't want it just swept under the carpet. And so he said, this is part of the plan, that yeah. this did happen this way. Okay? Yeah. So I, I, my peace was restored because as long as God's will is done, we know God has only got good plans. Right. And it might not be the way we want to see it happen, but he, the end result is going to be fantastic. Okay? He said... Um, A great overturning will happen and all shall be exposed for justice's sake. My plan is the best way to accomplish true justice and bring judgment to the unrepentant and wicked. Rest easy. It might take a little longer than you expect, but you will rejoice when my plan fully unfolds. And so I, I knew that what God was saying was that when my glory's poured out, what you saw happen here in Florida, you're going to see it happen all over. We're going to see godly rulers be put in. You told me there's going to be ungodly rules are going to be overturned. Ungodly rulers are going to be removed. 
and godly people are going to be put into those positions. So good. good. Yeah, really, really good. Encouraging, huh? Yeah, and you know, when I um, I was going to say a minute ago, I this is an almost. I'm almost repentant that that as soon as Trump didn't, the election was stolen, and I was insistent in my brain, in my mind that. Trump had to come back right away because God was going to do it. Maybe there'd be a miracle on January 6th and maybe it was the 20th and then maybe within three months. And and now looking back on the wisdom of God, who's saying, no, no, no. If they just came back, we would have never cleaned out this stuff into the car. In the two years that this has happened, we, the people are waking up in ways that we never knew we were, we never even realized we were asleep and we were desperately in a deep sleep about what was going on in the earth so now i'm going thank you thank you jesus for not bringing trump back these first two years now would i like it to be in the next couple of days <laughs> sure <laughs> you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie about that but now i see the wisdom of god that i didn't realize at the time it's very clear to me in retrospect that god never intended trump to come back in the first few weeks or few, first few months there's too much work to do to uncover this stuff and do you see why it's so important the platform you have, what yeah. you're doing, giving the patriots a platform to speak the truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as along with the prophets. Yeah. I'm just going to share one more because I think we're getting close to the yeah. end of the yeah, time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This one uh, goes along with some of the things we've been saying. This is point three. Okay. Uh, I was at church on this uh, specific Sunday. And I heard the Lord say, they will never be deceived again as they were in the past. Oh, ha. and then all through the week, he was speaking to me about how um, people that were deceived and tricked, they're not going to fall into it like they did before. He said, this is what he said. Once they realize the truth, by my grace, a determination will fill them to never buy into the lies that these liars have spread. And many of us have loved ones that are been so deceived mm. and you can't convince them differently. But once their eyes are opened to the truth of what's happening, like our eyes were opened, yeah. you're not gonna go back and listen to those people again. He That's said, true. caution will be near them to remind them to guard their hearts against being deceived in the future by others. Like those who have been held captive by cults, mm will these be once they are set free and see how easily they were deceived they will stand guard over their lives and will never let others control and deceive them again he said i am releasing truth all over the world that's what you're doing steve and you and many others okay uh, delora o'brien uh, many i am sgnon huh mm -hmm. oh uh, 107 I am releasing truth all over the world. The righteous are revolting against those who oppress them and theirs. This is a good thing. For the sake of freedom, it must happen. And we are seeing different revolutions starting to happen. Iran, China, Brazil, different places. And even within the United States, different states, different areas. People are starting to wake up and get take to the street and say, wait a minute, enough is enough. But that's uniting people. He said, this will bring unity, okay, like nothing else has. So God is, you know, his big plan in this, he's even establishing unity as we all bond together in unity. He said, suffering and great oppression 
causes a special bond to be attached to those who have suffered the same oppression. This will unite your nation, the common bond of suffering. To divide you, brother against brother, has been the goal of the corrupt, but their tactics have backfired. So God's saying that the people are not going to buy into the lies anymore because he's got people that are bringing truth. And, and, you know, when I was alone with the Lord, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? Jesus is the truth. When we're bringing forth truth, we're giving Jesus to people. So good, yeah. All right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? Let me just, I'm going to just finish this part up. No, you're okay. fine. Oh, ha! The deceivers will have their influence removed by those they deceive. Hmm. Okay? As simple as flipping a switch or turning a knob, will they be silenced? Deaf ears will be turned to them and their platforms will disappear. Wow. Influence peddlers will lose the attention of those they controlled and deceived. This will happen on all seven mountains of influence as well as in individual lives. And the seven mountains of influence are media, government, education, economy, religion, entertainment, and family. That says in all seven areas. Oh, the truth is going to be made manifest. Deception's going to be exposed and the deceivers are going to be no longer listened to. And, this, and then when he said this part, oh, he said, watch and see. My truth exposed lies and liars for who they are. This is what you're doing. Okay, so I wanted to get to this part because this is mm. right along with the word the Lord gave for me for you today. All right, yeah. that's what you're doing. You are bringing forth the truth and it's exposing lies and liars for who they are. And the masses reject those who formerly dominated their lives and thoughts. So people that have won their hearing the truth, they're not going to let themselves be dominated by these people anymore. People are getting set free. The truth huh, sets people free. Then he said this, which I think this caution, our angels named caution. Caution hmm. will be imparted to my children. A holy caution that will guard their minds and protect them from future deception and trickery. A person with a charismatic personality or flamboyant talents will no longer be quickly accepted and followed. Caution will not allow it. As he was saying the word caution, I kept feeling like angels of caution were going to be released to people that were deceived and it's going to guard them. And, you know, the angels are going to be like, ah, 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 don't listen to that. <laughs> caution will not allow it. Many that were dominated by these tricksters will relish their freedom and guard the truth that we showered on them. Alone will these deceivers be. Awesome. And then, and while he was saying this, I was thinking of all the, and look what he's doing even with Elon Musk. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, you know, his heart or anything, but I know God is using this man yeah. for truth. Yes. There's so many different people, so many ways God is bringing forth truth through your platform. So many that. Yeah. This is, yeah. it's so, so important. So important. I just feel like God wants to encourage you today. And encourage the believers. Speak the truth. Don't listen to the lies. Put, shut off the fake news media. Don't let lies come in. Yeah. Focus on what's good and pure and lovely. Focus on the truth. Feed your faith. Don't let your faith be destroyed by listening to negative things. And just continue to declare what God has said. That he's going to do it. 
So good. Yeah, you know, you talk about don't listen to the news. I in the two years of this whole debacle and the the stealing of the election, the clear cut criminal stealing of the election. Um, I've never watched so little news in my life. I just finally turned it off. And I've been a much more peaceful soul because of that. That doesn't mean that I'm checked out because I'm bringing truth, like you mentioned, to the prophets and patriots. I've not turned tuned out information that's important to have true information instead of instead of the the, the press who is in bed with um, the, the deep, deep state. state. Yeah, they're they're just as much the deep state as the deep state is the deep state because they agree. You know, and if you don't know, well, how, what's your proof, Steve? Okay, here's the proof. Every morning at six or seven or eight, go and flip all the news channels and see if they aren't saying the exact same new points that you didn't hear yesterday. And they're all saying the same thing. Now, how did they at six in the morning or seven in the morning all get the exact same idea to accuse Trump of this or to accuse um, um Christians or, or godly people of this because the deep state is feeding them what they will talk about today and how we got to two years ago. And I never figured this out. It's kind of obvious now. So that's the proof, you know, they, they just, you know, they're mocking birds to whatever, you know, the, or the echo chambers, whichever metaphor you want to use, they all say what the deep state is saying. So, we said something on the Patriot channel the other day and someone wrote back and said, well, I checked that out. I Googled that and that's not true. And I said, if you Googled it, you're going to get the answer that they want you to have. You can't get the proof that I'm wrong through Google or through looking for CNN or looking for someone who claims to be a, um, what was one of those sites? They got these sites that are supposedly check sources. Well, they're all sold out to the deep state. So they all say, no, that's a, that's false, you know. <laughs> anyway, it becomes more and more obvious. And I'm going to use an, uh, an example today, and I'll, we'll end pretty quick here. But you, you had said a couple of paragraphs up here that they'll never be deceived again. Well, I've never been that much of a vaxxer. I, w I was not an anti-vaxxer. I got my shots, and as a kid, like everybody else, mumps, rubella, uh, mumps. There's a couple of them. Dream measles, mumps, rubella. Measles, mumps, rubella, chicken pox. I don't think they had a measles uh, vaccine back when I was a kid. Or maybe it, was, maybe it was the other way. Maybe they didn't have measles or chickenpox because we would have these chickenpox parties and get it over with. Um, so, but, but having taken those as a kid, I haven't been in life a vaxxer per se. I haven't been. Um, but now that I understand what they're putting in these things, and it's becoming clear through doctors, medical doctors are bringing forth proof that blood is curdling inside people's bodies. And they're finding it when they send them to the morgue, they're finding just thick, you know, they just, you know, and so then today on the, uh, there was an ad or something about, you know, you need to get your flu shot um, because this is a, you know, flu season. Now you need to come on and get your flu shot. And I'm thinking, did they ask you and me, Donna, what we would like them to put in that vax that, 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 no, they never asked us, but they told us it was safe. In fact, all the talking points at the same time told us it was safe. On the same hour, on the hour, they would say the same thing. Did anybody tell you what they put in this season's flu vaccine? Did they ask you, is it okay if we put in these poisonous things that weren't in last year that we didn't tell you we put in this year? 
I mean, I, I'm never going to be taken in by that again. You know, they did, if they didn't ask me, and if they're not telling me, and no, no longer can we say, well, the FDA approved it. They're the ones that made this all happen. The FDA was as much the deep state. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit on my high horse well, right now. What you're, what you're saying is, in the past, I was deceived and tricked. Yeah. I will never be deceived by them again. And yeah. that's what God's saying. Once our eyes are open to what's really going on, there's this steel determination that comes in us. Like, they're not doing that to me again. Yeah. I and I think God was giving me some, because I was really sick. I had a seven-year sickness, and some of you have heard about it. And I, and it ended in 2013. I lost tons of weight. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. They finally found out that I had sinus growth, and they did five sinus surgeries. But while I was trying to get my, my local good doctor, I obviously won't say his name, and I don't go to him anymore. But the, he, I told him, and the nurse called and said, the doctor wants you to take this antidepressant. And I said, but I'm not depressed. I don't want to take it. I'm not going to take it. Uh, I tried it for a, for a, a one or two doses, and I got sick, and I threw up. Besides, I'm not, not, I'm not depressed. I just don't feel good. I don't know why I can't eat. And she said this. This is the famous words. Mr. Schultz, he's a doctor. Dear. Now, can you imagine that line in today's knowledge? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, that means nothing anymore, you know, because they're all, half of them are in it. They're not all in it, but half of them are in it. So, yeah. Anyway, okay, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so important for us to have vehicles to go to that are speaking the truth. Yeah. Yeah. What if you didn't have this, huh? Yeah. What if Delora Bryant didn't have hers? What if all the different truth tellers weren't speaking the truth? And that's what they're trying to, that's what they tried to have happen is to shut us all down, shut everybody down that's speaking the truth. But so, that's not so, happening. God's not allowing it. Yeah. God's making sure that the truth is getting out. And he's saying when the truth gets out and people hear the truth, ah. They won't let yeah. themselves be deceived again. And with and with all of this truth that you're just talking about, this is why now my attitude is is different. It's like God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for not bringing Trump back yet, up to this day at least. Now tomorrow maybe, but tomorrow. <laughs> but thank you right now because look at all the truth that we now have. So anyway, even today, well, uh, Don, you feel like praying for the people as we oh, close it absolutely, out here? So, absolutely, yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to pray. Um, for those that their loved ones either had the vaccine or they themselves had the vaccine for God to bring healing to them. Okay. Because I've been feeling that that's a fear that some people are getting on them now in this hour, the more the truth is coming out about them, it's causing people to be afraid. Yeah. Well, Father, I, I just mm -hmm. thank you so much that you are bigger than all the schemes of the enemy. You're bigger than vaccines. You're bigger than any mm -hmm. medication or any treatment that the enemy would try to use to harm us, any kind of medication that anybody that's watching this or their loved ones, their family members have been taking that's been harmful or detrimental to them. I release right now the healing power of Jesus. I say, rise up and be healed now in the name of Jesus. I bind all fear. I come in fear. You loose God's people now in the name of Jesus. And I release Peace to your mind, peace to your heart. I release the 
resurrection power of the Holy Spirit yeah. to come forth from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and to your loved ones. Yes, oh, Lord. now, oh, ha, wonderful Holy Spirit, chase everything out of our bodies that would do us harm yeah. in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. And Father, and in the name of Jesus, I release your glory. Let your glory touch everyone. Let your glory fill everyone. Let your glory fill our homes, oh, our churches, our neighborhoods, our communities. I release your glory, Lord God. Let your glory bring forth truth yeah. and transform us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, you have a conference coming up that you want to tell people about. I think we got the flyer. We can put that up. Yes. You just mentioned on the air a little bit ago, Delora O'Brien. She has her own show, Patriots Like Ours. So talk about this coming up. She, she has a... a uh, her the gathering uh, movement in it's on uh, Rumble. She was taken off YouTube, so she's on Rumble now, and she's got a wonderful following. And she really brings forth the truth. Uh, she has powerful guests on her show, but she's doing every month they do a gathering. And Kim Clement had prophesied this over them. They worked alongside Kim for years in his ministry and told them that they would be doing this. And what it is is um, she really has truth tellers that come, but also prophets, ministers, kind of, yeah. uh, she moves and flows in the gift of healing and words of knowledge. We we saw a lady had a um, a cane that was wrapped around her arm, you know, the metal kind that goes around yeah. her arm. Yeah. She got healed. Delora prayed for her. She got healed. She was dancing all over the sanctuary and left her cane for uh, to Delora to hang on praise, to. <laughs> praise God. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize she operated in that. Yeah. And she is like a truth teller and she's, She's one who's made it her a long-standing gift because I watched one of her episodes. I don't know if it was a standalone or she was the guest where she she researched it, a whole lot of things we've been told about the 9-11. Uh, a lot of different things actually happened than what we were told happened. I won't get into it now, but but she's one of those who's who's very meticulously researched that she's like a bird dog. She's on it and she won't let it go. Um, I was I was impressed by watching that video. I don't know where to where, where to lead you to, but you put you could put Delora O'Brien research on 9/11 or something like that. It's not on YouTube anymore, so maybe that Rumble. would rumble now, maybe. So maybe you can find that, but, but or go to the gathering. So it's on January 7, and again, your city is it's oh, it's in Bonnell, Florida. It's at the church where we have service on Friday night. It's going to be on that Saturday afternoon. Uh, and there's just a few tickets left, so okay. it's free. It's free, but you have to get a ticket so that they don't overbook. Their and you go to thegatheringmovement.org yeah. to, to to sign up for that. So yeah. All right, all right. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. Let's see a quick reminder that Nathan French will be here uh, tomorrow. I'll give you a little uh, hint, and that is that he was just a couple days ago. He was at Mar-a-Lago, got his picture taken with with Trump, and he's got a word for Trump concerning Trump and some other things in the future this year. So you don't want to miss, he's quite the prophet, you know, so uh, do not miss Nathan. You've heard him tell about meeting Trump another time uh, when I first had him on the show and he just did it again. That guy's got faith for the individual thing and he says yes to all kinds of things, God. And then God just moves him in these major, um, like, I don't even know how he pulls it off. But he ends up in these places. So he probably just keeps saying yes. So, all right, Donna, thank you so much. Love to you and your staff and your husband and all that. We appreciate you so much. And 
Nathan's tomorrow. So we will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place, 11 a.m. Pacific. Have a great day, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.